cousin Allie. It's his eye. It's so strange because normally by January 7th, I would have seen you like 45 times by now. <laughs> right. The guy forsaken you. Or not anymore. Yeah, but I feel it, like so far 2021 has some pretty strong 2020 vibes. Really? What What could you possibly have in mind? <laughs> I mean, I almost <laughs> thought I was going to say to you, like, I feel like I need to, or we need to, like, issue a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. Because, right. uh, like, Space Trash and you and I is, like, my happy place. <laughs> and so I come to, like, relax and drink wine and have laughs. But... Please know, like, we're well aware that there's a freaking civil war happening out in the world, and it is awful and supremely tragic and terrifying. It is insane. It's insane, but not surprising in a way. Yeah. Even more insane. Right. It's like a cycle of insanity. Right. It's like, okay, we we got to this point. Now what? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I I don't... Well, at least I don't think people come to Space Trash to find any answers politically, so... No, no, but we have them all. (laughs) Guys, we got this. (laughs) Well... If people would just relax a little bit and stop being jerks and look out for one another, we could just get back to, like, the usual angsty stuff that we have in our lives, like writing. <laughs> right. So let's let's hope and pray that we can get to that point relatively soon. Yeah, I hope so, because I have a lot of big dreams, but I haven't been able to think about any single one of them, like, ever since. I did take off, like, between Christmas and New Year's, I did not do the news, I did not do social media, and I was really just like, I'm going to work on centering myself and, like, self-care and working on the book and the whole bit, and it was lovely, and then I poked my little head up out of the ground and had to go back to the office and it was like everything fell to shit yep that that basically happened i was doing a similar new year's resolution of being kinder to myself Mm -hmm. this has been (laughs) this has been a wild week to remember that seriously well Because it's like, how can I, everything is falling apart. Why, how do I self-care? How do I? (gasps) Yes. I I was going to ask you that, but. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, I don't know. No. I, yeah. So far. Yeah, so far. Having a blank and (laughs) that's as far as it's gotten. I actually slightly am doing a dry January. Like a dry run of dry oh, January. I like that. Dry run January. That's cool. How's that going for you seven days in? 
pretty good. I've I realized if I put like a flavored seltzer, like a non-alcoholic seltzer in the fridge instead of beer, yeah. I'll just drink it the same way I drink beer. Okay. And that like the placebo effect works. That's good. That's I'm sure you're inspiring so many of our listeners right now. Yeah, please feel free to take this tip. Uh, give us a credit. <laughs> tell, yeah. tell the people where you've learned it. Space trash, but <laughs> so. so, so you don't feel this is an interesting topic that I'm interested in because, like, the world is so scary and terrible right now, and. What do you do? Like, how do you deal with when you feel like you you need to escape? And normally, you would be like, you know what? Hard day. Things are terrible. And I just would love a glass of wine right now. Right. Um, I have been watching more TV, which, like, proper television as opposed to, like, TikToks or YouTube videos oh interesting so it's in so I do like it I feel like I'm getting back into the rhythm as a screenwriter even oh I like that what are you watching like what's a go to Uh, so currently I've been watching a Netflix show called Julie and the Phantoms okay it's it's like a kid show but my friend Thompson recommended to me. Love it. So she really liked it, and I like it as well. It is about a girl who, um, in her garage, she has a boy band who are ghosts. Like, they died and they came back as ghosts. And <laughs> Yes, and she's a musician, so they join together and make a band. Oh my god, I love it. It's like a little escape world. Exactly. So it actually said, I think like in the title credits, it was like 1995, the boy band died. And then it was like 2020, and everyone's in school, and there's no masks or anything. And I'm nope. like, oh, <laughs> this didn't age well. <laughs> so wild that's so weird i never thought about that like people projecting themselves into 2020 like back in the day they could never you could never make this up right like no one saw a comic i know i think the writers of like brooklyn 99 or something i saw an article where it was like the St. Patrick's Day episode, and it was like 2020 St. Patrick's Day, and it was like, no one was out then. Oh my gosh. Well, the a crazy thing that happened to me uh, yesterday, I don't know what day it is. You know, <laughs> you know how like everything's going to hell in a handbasket, but then you go into the office and people are like, have a good day. How are right. you? <laughs> right? And everybody acts like nothing's really happening out there. So yeah. I was so mixed up today. Like what the events of yesterday had me so screwed up. And somebody 
I forget we were talking and then when he walked away I was like <laughs> I hope hope you have a good week <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then I was like as he was walking away I was like wait day is it like I really thought it was like a Monday I had no I had no concept of what day it was and then I was like well maybe he'll think that I meant weekend because it's pretty close to the weekend yeah the lord only knows what will happen this weekend but yeah and like how ridiculous does that sound like I hope you have a good week Everything sounds so absurd. Like people start their emails to me and they're like, Happy New Year! Exclamation point. And I'm like, Are you serious? Yeah. It's all so surreal. Truly, that's the word for it. But uh, that wasn't what I was going to say. Now I forget because you said something that made me think of that. I was talking about Julian the Phantoms. You really were, and projecting into 2020 and not being able to make this stuff up. Yes. Anyway, I'm sure I'm sure I'll come back to I'll circle back to that at some point. Perfect. Yes, so how have you been coping? Besides? Well, <laughs> um, it's the wine. <laughs> yes. I do I do have the wine. I do I've been eating a lot of ice cream, I must admit. There's ice cream in the house. That doesn't always happen, but uh this is nice. today was a, today was definitely a really a very surreal day. Like after what happened, the events of yesterday I was not prepared for dealing with. Yeah. So it's kind of been like rage and trauma and then like I'll I'll be like I was driving to work and I just was like crying for like the sadness of what our country has become and and then in fact I'll be honest with you like for our podcast episode like part of me was like should I even record myself today like I'm a train wreck yeah and again I think I said in our text earlier, this was kind of like another time capsule episode. Yeah. We're documenting our feelings right now at this moment. They don't have to be correct or anything. Yes. And I, like, when you said that, I was like, okay, we can do this. Like, we don't have to, we haven't really, I guess what I was a little afraid of was like, oh my goodness what is the right way to feel right now? What's the right thing to talk about? And what's the wrong, like, what should we not talk about or not say? And then I was like, but... (laughs) Because the irony is, you and I were, like, in June, we're like, let's start a podcast that'll just be, like, fun. (laughs) And it'll be, like, a fun, like, you know, whimsical deal. (laughs) And then, like, since and then quite point, immediately. Since that point on, like, it was literally like space trash sent the world hurling into like an actual <laughs> abyss of some sort. And I was like, we haven't even gotten on the podcast since before Thanksgiving? No, Christmas. Yes. 
because <laughs> the next everything Thursday was New Year's Eve. Yeah, everything was a Thursday. Like it was like Thanksgiving Thursday, and then Christmas was Thursday, and then New Year's Eve was Thursday. And I don't even remember what it was like to record those episodes. Like, I don't even remember yesterday, let alone last year. Truly. It, it's all a blur. I think in a couple years, when we go back to listen to this podcast, it'll be... <laughs> it'll be nostalgic in some good ways, some, some traumatizing ways. <laughs> Basically, like <laughs> space trash, how Allie and Mark coped with the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's true. Like, if it makes, if we are listening to this in 2025 and laughing, that means that we made it out alive. Yes. So here's to 2025. <laughs> I don't know why I picked that year. That's totally random. Um, arbitrary, arbitrary decisions run this world. Oh my lord! It is like you just turn around, and at every turn, you're like, "Was it was never like this before?" And in fact, the oh, this was circling back. This was my like sort of out of body experience. I was speaking with your lovely and intelligent sister yesterday Kate we were talking about like we were discussing how outrageous every everything was yesterday with the storming of the capitol building Mm -hmm. and as we're speaking about it Kate says and you realize like every reporter who was reporting on the events of the day was like wearing a face mask. Like I, I don't even think that we know what it's going to be like to look back on this because I wasn't even processing the face mask. Like I wasn't even processing the fact that not only is there a coup attempt, a violent insurrection happening, but we're also like the worst of the worst pandemic we've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Everything just adds another layer. And someone... Oh, What's happening? Are you outside. under feet? <laughs> <laughs> it's Antifa that got me. Dear God. On air. <laughs> Keep rolling. <laughs> someone was backing up outside, but they're, they're good now. <laughs> oh, good. Oh. But <laughs> I think, for me anyway, I've been taking this moment in time to reflect on myself and my own privileges Mm. like I am a straight passing white male and cisgender and I'm just like okay where where do I fit in to make things right how Mm do I ally yeah because we know like the protesters were able to enter the capital because they were white yeah if they were not they wouldn't even let them get that far no way and yeah 
So it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's definitely a reckoning, and it's um, it's worse than any you know. I guess. I shouldn't say it's worse than any of us thought because some of us did think it could get really, really bad. But to see it playing out, to see it actually happening and to realize like after this summer of the Black Lives Matter peaceful protest and the way, you know, what they were met with Mm -hmm. compared to what happened yesterday, it is just... There's no denying it now. There's no denying that we have been a messed up country since forever. And so I see what you're saying. Like to to just sort of reflect on like, okay, what's the truth? Like as opposed to what we were sort of taught or shielded from or blind to our entire lives. Yes. Happy New Year, by the way. Oh, my God. Happy New Year. We did make it to 2021. I mean, I'm. you know what I'm tired of a little bit? Counting what? things. Counting things? Counting. No, counting. No, counting down to things. Like, I was counting down to the election. And then I was counting down to the end of the year. And then I was counting down to the electoral votes. And now I'm like counting down to the inauguration because I kind of feel like it's not a new year until January 20th, 2021. Just like I know in my head, I'm like, okay, 12 days, 12 days to go. And I'm just tired of counting down to things. Yes. Agreed. I would like to arrive at something. Something happy. Like, I'd like to be like, we made it to this and all is well. Yeah. And do we see that happening for the time being? I don't know. But I think that Space Trash listeners will be very excited, as you will be, to know that I did just sign the contract for the renewal of the Beach House. So, June 12th, week of June 12th, we will be on the rooftop, coming up with with new Space Trash topics, and celebrating our one-year anniversary. So, we have that to look forward to. Oh, that it won't be January, so I won't be dry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please end that by June if you could. <laughs> Unless you don't want to, you do you. I mean, I'll no, no, I, I'll, I'll join in. <laughs> I'm not sure you'll be as all inspired by us if you're not semi-intoxicated. <laughs> but I mean, you know. We're we're great conversation. Well, I think I think so, and I do feel like I did actually um, want to get your thoughts on Miley Cyrus because I completely forgot about it last time, and I'm so excited about her new album. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh, she she's so talented. It's abs- I- it's literally absurd. Have you listened to the whole album, Plastic Hearts? 
I've listened to the majority of it. Okay. I might need to do a refresh tomorrow at work, but Mm. she's just so, like, when she did the cover of, um, what was the song? Uh, Heart of Glass. Oh, my lord. She, that song was made for her. It's, I, is there a video? I haven't seen the video. I only know the song. I, I believe there was a video, and it is, oh. like, the live performance. I need to, I definitely need to watch that. I've been, like, I want to have more music in my life, and, like, more music videos, and, like, watch more artists that I admire, because that's something I don't do, because I don't think about it, but when I do it, it's such um it's so inspiring especially when there's good video video footage but because yeah. i think i'm watching her um midnight sky okay and the one she did with is it dua lipa yeah, um, i think prisoner i think it's called okay it's so wild because her, right, she was Hannah Montana, if I'm not mistaken, and I never watched that because that was like, I think that was like your, when you were young. Yeah, that was like my seventh grade, eighth grade yeah. era. Oh my God, yes. Okay. And then she became like actual singer Miley Cyrus, and then she went through like kind of, you couldn't really tell what her... Yeah, she got she got a little wild. She got really wild. She couldn't she was be also tamed. Had like the country thing at first, didn't she? Because of her dad. Yeah, I think that's how she started. Like even in Hannah Montana, that was very country inspired. Okay. okay, okay, and then she had like the whole sort of. Um, I'm thinking of that song Party in the USA and it was kind of just like pop and young and fun. Mm-hmm. And I don't and know. Then, then, and then, then she got like involved in a, in a whole nother direction. Yeah. Which she sings about in Plastic Hearts. She has um, a couple of songs that kind of explore that. And then she got married and then she got divorced really quick. Mm-hmm. She also sings about, but um, just yeah, a she's... super super talented woman who I feel like on this album she was a little bit vulnerable, like like talking about how she craves fame, but it also is troubling in ways for her. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure it is. I mean, I do have a famous podcast after all. Yeah, and <laughs> and you're still able to pull off Dry January, so I'm pretty impressed. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow. I'm, uh, I'm a hero. <laughs> she, uh, she's something else. Well, and I think also, like, it was so cool that she sang with, um, well... I I happen to love Billy Idol. <laughs> that like totally dates me, I know. But she sings this song with him and I must tell you, I forget the name of it. But she has like this 
rebel yell scream in it that she does and it's just okay. like nobody can scream like her it's amazing oh yeah i definitely need to listen to that again yeah it's a gift like you know how i don't know people who have a good scream or like a good like she like billy idol's kind of that way like that sort of punk i don't know rock and roll whatever he is yeah oh i love a good i feel like since her music has evolved so much and has Mm -hmm. been so many different places it's just been cool to see where it goes and where and where it will continue to go her fans are like super loyal to her she was doing a bunch of like instagram live interviews i think she did one with kamala harris like she was or maybe it was senator warren i don't know like she was pretty political there for a little bit wow she just seems cool i want to be her friend i right you just want to be her friend you just want to be miley's friend yep because She's very honest about who she is. Exactly. Maybe that's a good 2021 goal. To be more of who we are. Yeah. I think that's a good everyday goal. You're right. You're right. Yeah. New Year starts every day. I like... um... Oh. Sorry. Oh, I thought it sounded like there was a train or something coming through your apartment. Oh, that that could be many of the cars outside my apartment or my roommates downstairs. Oh, what did you guys do for New Year's Eve, by the way? Um, my one roommate, Alec, was uh, with his girlfriend. So, like uh, elsewhere off the premises. Elsewhere off the premises. Okay. And then me and my other roommate, Foodie, um, we did a Zoom chat with our friends from college who we normally do New Year's stuff with. So Uh, it was nice. The Zoom. The Zoom has been the thing. And it's still the thing. It's the thing. It caught on. It caught on because you can't get together. I'm still afraid to get together with people. Yeah, I am. I am too. And yeah, I just don't want to. I I know I'm an essential worker. I don't want to spread any germs. I don't want to receive any germs to spread to the people at work. <laughs> you don't want to receive any germs. Please stop sending germs. Yes, if you could please. <laughs> uh, coronavirus, you're canceled. Oh my god, I wish it was so easy. I wish it were that easy. They kind of had the slow rollout of the vaccine. Yeah, so I know, I guess healthcare workers are getting it now. Mm-hmm. And do we know the order of who's getting it? I think it's frontline, like healthcare workers working with COVID patients, and then healthcare workers in general, and then um, people 
I want to say 65 and older plus anyone who has like a, what is the word? Not Like a pre-existing condition that would make you vulnerable. Okay. Um, like cancer patients or diabetes, people with mm-hmm. diabetes or, or I forget, there's a word for it that I'm forgetting. And then it's like general public. So I actually, there, the New York Times has like a, you can plug in your age and what you do. Like if you're an essential worker, frontline worker or healthcare worker, or if you can work at home. And then if you have any pre-existing conditions and then it'll tell you like what number in line you are to get the vaccine. That's a handy tool to have. It was handy. I'm like 300. I just have to wait for 347 million people to get it before I do. That's all. (laughs) That's all. And I was like, wait a minute. How many people are in the U.S.? (laughs) Isn't that close to how many? Um, Oh, boy. So I'm not up there on the list. Yeah. I I feel like essential workers like me, like non-healthcare workers, we get the short end of the stick a lot. I don't know. Yeah. I actually put myself, I didn't know what to put myself down as. So I put essential worker, but only because I go into the office most of the week. But Mm -hmm. then I, I don't think that's right either because I don't know. I don't really know what the definition is. Like I, I think of essential worker as like, um, you know, like the postal service or mm-hmm. I don't know, like people like I'm not, when I go into the office, I'm in contact with maybe one or two people. Mm-hmm. So that's not a big risk. Right. I would say, I guess people even like working retail or grocery stores. Yes, grocery stores, exactly. Yeah. So, hopefully, I mean, hopefully we figure that out in time. I'm sure Dr. Fauci has this all figured out. And I really do think, like, once, God willing, Biden finally gets in that freaking... White House, he will have a team of scientists and people who know how to roll out vaccines and get this stuff organized. Because we've we've literally been left to just fend for ourselves. Like, this administration has been paying zero attention to what's happening with the virus. Yes. Exactly. Until Donald Trump got it. And then he... And then he didn't get, and then he didn't have it anymore. Yeah, he was interested for five minutes and then it was over. Because of the healthcare inequity in this country. <laughs> the inequities, Mark. I can't the ine- take inequities anymore. It's truly. I'm and tired. Then... I think we're just tired. We're so tired. Tired of this year. 2022. 20, Come. Let's get. Let's get this over. Maybe that's it. I don't know man. I I was reading. I spent way too much time. Like 
reading about this QAnon stuff today. And when you're up against, like, how do you deal with conspiracy theories? What are you supposed to do with that? Like, if everything can be made up and reality is not reality, I don't know what you do at that point. I really don't. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. If somebody's willing to tell you to your face that they believe two plus two is five, mm, you're kind of at an impasse. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, I don't know. I really well, don't know. I think that's part of the feeling right now, is like this sort of helplessness. Like, you see it unfolding, Mm-hmm. But you really know what you're supposed to be doing about it. Yeah. It's it's wild. What a what a wild time to start a podcast. What a wild, unfortunate time <laughs> <laughs> to start a whimsical podcast about being a creative. Mm-hmm. Do you have any but- creative goals for 2021? Any big big hopes? Um, I do hope to get back into writing and just to, I have committed to write like three projects with people because I'm like, okay, good. I'm like, new year, I'll take on more projects. And then by this point, I'm like, oh no, I have too many projects. (laughs) Oh no. Can you share what any of them are? Uh, Sure. I'm writing a short film with my friend Dane um uh he asked what genre and I arbitrarily said horror oh man so yeah I'm gonna learn how to write a horror film you were saying I think you were telling me that you had taken a course maybe on that like there's a specific sort of unfolding that has to happen I did and it so yeah there's a lot of formulas in horror movies like especially with the slashers huh like so there's gonna do like a slasher film i i don't think he wants to go in that direction but i think that would be fun oh okay now is this someone who write who has written film before or is this like Yes, this is my friend from college who was an actor and screenwriter. Okay, very cool. And so you're comfortable like collaborating with this person? Yeah, he's a he's a good guy. Very shout cool. Out, shout out to Dane McMichael. Hey, Dane. <laughs> Check him out on social media, or maybe he doesn't want to be checked out. Respect his privacy. <laughs> Back off, everybody. Dane is mine. We'll let you know when it's time. (laughs) Okay, that's awesome. So that's that's a big project. Like how how long like do you give yourself deadlines? How do you keep yourself on track? I mean that's probably a great idea. I should probably have a deadline. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. I know nothing. I was really just asking. I think having like someone else to keep me accountable helps a lot. Okay. 
Okay. So when we're back and forthing to each other, it yeah, that helps me stay focused. But yeah. in, in terms of length, anyway, we're going for eight to ten pages, if I'm not mistaken. Which okay. translates then to like eight to ten minutes. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. And are you thinking like you want to write the screenplay and then sell it or like create the film? Like, do you have a filmmaker who wants to make it? I think currently with the circumstances, we were thinking, could we have someone like just a single actor film it like in quarantine? Almost. Oh, I like that. That's cool. So, stay tuned. <laughs> yes, that would be like a period piece, wouldn't it? Yeah, truly. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I think it means like if you're watching it, you immediately know when it took place because. Mm. Yeah, it would definitely would be. Right. You have masks and the and the talk of quarantine. <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay, so that's project number one. What's okay. project number two? Um, I do have a pilot I've been working on on and off for a couple years now. Okay. And that's and, a solo endeavor. That's just you, right? Yeah. That's, like, my baby that I'm trying to, like, push out and... And it might need a C-section at some point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it might come to this. I just... <laughs> do you have health care? <laughs> I do. Good coverage. Oh, boy. You get but... three days hospital okay so this is the the pilot and are you able to share like what i don't or i don't know because if i like want to send it somewhere do Uh, i do i want it out there for the public or do i have to copyright it first or yes i think you should keep it under wraps at this point We'll talk offline, Mark. We'll have well, an offline. <laughs> I'll answer your questions off the air. Um, yeah, send your questions to what's your email? <laughs> uh, <Okay>. Mark <laughs> at internet.com. <laughs> no, the other Mark. <laughs> mark at the other Mark.com. <laughs> um, okay. So, and the third. I'm being really nosy because... And the third... I think the third is a similar situation, but this is with my friend Rose. (gasps) Cousin Rose! (laughs) Yes. Shout out to Cousin Rose, who I know listens to this. Rose, I hope you don't mind me talking about this on air. (laughs) We can cut... We can edit it out if there's any issues. We just have to figure out how to do that. Yeah. I will say we are writing a TV movie. <gasps> Ooh. So, so that's a much longer project. Yes. So okay. that will be, I feel like that'll be 
challenging but rewarding. That's awesome. And what's Rose's background? Is she a film background also? Uh, yes, film background and was very much in screenwriting. We went to college together. Yes. Um, yeah, and we took a comedy writing class together. And, and we've stuck together ever since. See that? See yeah. how that worked out? Well, that sounds really cool. Now, here's my my question to tie all of that together because I am not very good at this. Do you like, like, how do you know when to, like, for instance, I wake up at 5am every morning and I work on my writing, but if I had three different projects, like, how do you decide what to work on when? That's a good question that I haven't quite been able to figure out. Okay. <laughs> okay yeah so right now it's kind of like when you feel like you're in the mood to work on something you do that right or something randomly comes to me I'll mm-hmm. jot it and because they say you can't force creativity but I don't know how true that is that is such like an age old debate I think especially for writers like this do you like the idea of inspiration Mm -hmm. and whether inspiration shows up and that's when you get to work or if you have to show up to do the work and then hope for inspiration yeah yeah it's wild it's a tricky one it's a tricky one speaking of um, what projects do you have lined up for this glorious year of our Lord 2021? <laughs> the year of our Lord. Wow. Uh, to, okay. So I thought I had a lot of ideas and then I kind of have been overwhelmed by just the state of the world and it's been really hard for me to get into anything I have not written anything this year so far but I have been reading through my goal is to put together a book of flash fictions pulling from all of the work that I did over the last two years so since 2018 so in order to do that, I had to start reading, like I went back to the beginning of 2018 and just started reading the works that I've done. And uh, that's been really interesting, actually, like as opposed to creating something new, mm-hmm. I've had to look back over what I've done and try to pull like what the themes are. Yeah. How has that been? It, it's. What's weird is that before I actually read the stuff in my mind, I had this idea of, I don't want to look back because I know I'm going to have been too angsty about certain subjects and I'm going to have projected a certain way and I'll be disappointed in what I find. But 
I was relieved to find that I was much harder on myself in my mind. And when I actually looked at what I had done, it wasn't bad. Oh, that's great. So that, that was good. That was heartening for me because I don't know. I think, I think you can tend to. You can be your own worst critic. Yeah. And it's hard to, to discipline myself to go back and read through old stuff because in my head, I'm like, you're being lazy. Like you should be creating new things every single day. And if you're just reading through old stuff, then you're being a lazy person and you're not being a creative person. But I think if you want to produce a body of work, you have to realize that that is worth working on. And I would like to find a literary agent and like work with someone to actually have the book published. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Through it would be, it would, I think for me, it would be the next step for, you know, to have someone from the industry really look at my work and bring an outsider's perspective in because I haven't had that formally before. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Which is like completely daunting for me because that's it's not something I've ever done. I've I have no introductions into that world. Um but it's I'm sure it's exciting and it's exciting and nerve wracking. Yeah. I think part of what's a little bit frustrating for me is that I don't you know, you and I, and this is true with everything, right? Like you don't know how to do anything. You just have to start and figure it out, which mm, yeah, done before. But something about this feels like very daunting. Like where do you start? But there's never a right way to start. So you just, I guess, start talking to people and I don't know. I've been looking at the writers that, I respect and looking at where they are published and where they have their poetry published, what, um, you know, like poetry magazines and that kind of thing. There's so many of them now because everything's digital. Everything's mm. online. Um, yeah. But I mean, even that you're looking into it, you're starting it. You're already, you're already on your way. <laughs> you're on your way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a weird thing, right? Like it's like why are you doing it? Like why why is it important to me? And I think probably just because it's something I've never done before. Mm-hmm. And it would be nice to have a portfolio of you know where you've been published and just sort of understand what it takes to break into some publications so that's what I'm working that's what my goal is for this year it's modest and I hope I don't know I get so it's hard for me to to do the administrative type work because it's not interesting to me (laughs) like in order to you know to do like query letters and send stuff out and keep track of where you sent things and uh, that you know look up different places to send things 
it's not something that interests me. So, all right. We'll it's see. almost like. What? Do you ever find it's easier to organize other people's lives more than it is your own? Yes. I have a definite... um, I think it's just in me to be, like, passionate about... um, not, Not cheering on isn't the right word, but, like, supporting and encouraging other creatives because I really want people who have a passion for what they do to go out and do it no matter what. Mm -hmm. And I get so excited for them to do their thing. And then, you know, for me, it's like, I don't do that enough for myself to get myself doing the administrative work that it takes to get published. Yeah. Because my my love is to be sitting and doing the writing. That's what I love to do. I don't want to do the other stuff. (laughs) But I think it would be validating and it would be um, encouraging to have. To have like. What's that? Like just to have a have a goal post where you. Where you know you've accomplished something. Yeah, you have that portfolio. That's what I don't have. Like writers have portfolios and they know where they've been published and all of these things. And I just have never, I've just never put the time and the effort into doing that. Yeah. Well, I think you're, again, well on your way. Yeah, but I'm more excited for like your stuff, like creating stuff. I want to be writing. I just, I have not been able, I think I just am not in the mental space to write right now. Yeah, definitely with everything that's been going on. It's, how do I even think about writing? Because... Everything feels frivolous. Like everything feels like, how can you write about something when when the world is going to hell? Yes, and exactly. you're doing nothing about it, and you're sitting here writing about like clouds over a field of daffodils. Like what? What? What are you doing? <laughs> like, I, well, the clouds are a metaphor for what's happening now. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, what are you doing? But then at the same time, like just like recording this podcast tonight, like I think we'll maybe just write what's going on. Yeah. Like a lot of what I'm pulling from from last year specifically is like, oh, some of this is interesting in the sense that it's like I did a lot of and they were like journal entry type um pieces and it's like this is someone who's living through something Mm -hmm. that when you look back on it'll be like oh this was written during the time of 2020 yeah wow that's gonna be Mm -hmm. it's gonna be really cool to look back on what we create like even in general out of this period of time like Mm -hmm. the new age of art post quarantine yeah. 
Yeah, and I think, like, from what I can tell, some creatives have just been, like, the entire 2020, they were like, I didn't write one friggin' thing, are you kidding me? Yeah. And then some were prolific, you know? Like, so, it's just, and to your point earlier, can you really force the creativity? No. And if you're not inspired, can you force that? I don't. I think you can, I think there's something to discipline in the sense that you create the space for it and you show up every day and maybe you're inspired, maybe you're not. Yeah. But the discipline kind of gives you like um, a confidence in a way. Like, for instance, I went back to 2018, right? And I could see that that was the time when I switched from, it was right when I, I published Luminae in January of 2018. Okay. So yep. that was all poetry, the poetry that I had written from like 2016, 2017. So then in 2018, I published that book and then I got into like the poetic prose. So it was more like lengthier not poems, but like little flash fictions, I call them. I don't know what else to call them. And it was like, I was shaky. Like I was shaky at the beginning. I was definitely like, part of me was like imitating other writers that I had been reading a lot of. Mm -hmm. And it was good, but it wasn't me. It was like me trying to figure out what my voice was but then there are pieces where it's like whoa okay I tapped into the thing oh yeah yeah so like I if I have say 250 pieces there's probably 60 of them right that I could pull and be like this is the sweet spot like there's some that I can definitely say like, oh, I was shaky this day or this wasn't quite what I was trying to do or this is too off the mark. or And some of them are like different, like some of them are journal type entries and then some are like describing a scene. Ooh. Yeah, this sound, this sounds really interesting. We should all, <laughs> we should all buy your book Hopefully. when it comes out. <laughs> That's the other thing I'm terrible at. Oh my lord. Like when I come out with a when I came out with Luminae, all was really well and I was crushing it. And um and then I just got bored of promoting it and so I stopped and I started doing other stuff. <laughs> but you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> like you're supposed to be marketing, but marketing your own stuff is tricky too yeah that i believe that <laughs> because yeah it's a very brag. uncomfortable feel. what's that you don't want to brag you don't want to be like hi i wrote this book it's amazing buy it for you and ever for your family <laughs> yeah definitely that doesn't sell anything at all i definitely learned a lot about um you know, trying to tap into what the reader will get out of it, right? Like, so you write it from a certain mentality, like you're creative and you have to get your stuff out there. But then when you're selling it, 
marketing it, it's like, why are you sharing this with me? Like with someone you don't even know, like why would some stranger who doesn't know you be interested in what you're saying? And you have to get into a whole different mentality. Like you have to understand why someone else would benefit from reading what you've written. Yeah. Wow. Which is an interesting, um, an interesting exercise in like psych the psychology of the whole bit. And it's, it's also one of the reasons I would say, and I know this sounds really old school, but having a blog gives you the experience of having readers right away. Ooh, yeah. You know, and you build an audience of people who are interested in what you're doing before you ask them to buy any anything they don't do invest money in it like they can read it for free but then you start building those relationships and you learn from them why what you do is compelling to them yeah maybe I should, and that's what it. maybe i should start a blog <laughs> oh my gosh you could i mean I really would definitely recommend that anyone who wants to um, eventually market their writing, there's so much that you get out of having a simple WordPress blog that literally costs nothing. And you immediately are in a community of other writers that you can, you know, get feedback from. And it's a good, I mean, what my experience has been there, it's a very supportive and helpful community. And you learn, you just learn a lot about yourself as an author and as someone who is publicly sharing your work and what it means to have feedback and to be seen by other people. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, it really is. You learn so much. I, I, in fact, I hadn't really thought about it until just now you and I talking. But it's just been so helpful to me. I mean, most of the people who bought my book, books, I should say, they all came from WordPress. And a lot of them were so beautiful and so kind. And they would write reviews on Amazon for me, which has been amazing. Yeah. It's just a great relationship building with your audience. And it teaches you what it means to have an audience and why you have to think about um yeah. what they're getting out of it, you know? Shout I mean you don't have to. There's <laughs> a lot of what I do for me to write, but it's a different experience when you write it and have feedback. Have like a community around you, which is yeah, good to have. Yeah, shout out to you, WordPress community. Hey, WordPress. We love you. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah, and you just get to see that there's so many people out there doing so many cool things. And... Uh, they're unique in their unique way and their unique voices. And you realize, I don't know. I mean, maybe like, do you have, you probably have other writers that you follow, I guess, and you can see what they're up to. 
Yeah. Maybe, maybe I should start. <laughs> I. I mean, if you want to start a WordPress blog, I can. It's so easy. Okay. It's so fast and it's so fun. And you definitely feel like you have your own little virtual writing room and you can do anything you want with it. And that makes you feel powerful, like right away. I like that. I like that idea. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let me know. (laughs) Well, we should set up. We'll. We'll chat offline if you ever want to, and we can go through it. This episode has been sponsored by WordPress. (laughs) We must disclose that (laughs) WordPress is the sponsor of this podcast. And we may get a small kickback from mentioning them. No, they're actually not. We don't have any sponsors yet. We don't. WordPress, if you want to sponsor us. (laughs) But they can if they would like to. Yes, please. (laughs) Alrighty. There's people doing there's people doing some fun stuff out there. I think I don't know if you follow um Lit Lit Hub, Literary Hub. They're based off of WordPress too. But um Okay. And we could get into next time because I see that we're it's almost eight o'clock and oh, is it eight o'clock? It is eight o'clock. It's eight oh two. I don't know if you I don't know if you know this. I don't. But at 8 o'clock, at 8 o'clock tonight is the premiere episode of Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. Oh my goodness. I don't want to keep you from that. (laughs) (laughs) I might actually, I might watch it too, actually. Oh my god, I love Wheel of Fortune. I'm such a dork. (laughs) The best kind of dork. Yes, well, you know what it is? Like, everything else is terrible and scary. And it's like, but Wheel of Fortune's still on, so everything can't be that bad. You can always count on TV. <laughs> yes, Pat Sajak and Van Away. All right. Well. All right, viewers. Well, thanks for joining us once again. Next time we'll be sharing all the... Um, yeah, the aftermath the- of whatever is to come in the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <gasps> Wait. Is too. That will be. Oh my God! Is it the night? The, our next episode is in two weeks, and it'll be the night after inauguration. Oh yeah. That. Is that right? I think so. I think that's right. Uh, oh wow! I can't wait. I already can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. He said cautiously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have no. We have no control over what happens over the next two weeks, but we will we will be together again. Yes. So take care, everyone. Take care. Um, you do the sign off. I forget what it is. Uh, wear a mask, wash your hands, and we.